0: Warning, the host of this podcast has a penchant for the pontification of puns and an altruistically alienating affection for alliteration. If you suffer a weak constitution or get annoyed easily, you may want to seek prior medical advice. Or avoid this particularly perplexing podcast as the host is unbalanced as a washer full of shoes. All right, so this is uh, the first ever interview for the Chronic Insomnia Podcast, our inaugural. I'm sitting here with a good friend of mine, Patrick Muggy, uh, from my Marine Corps days, back First Battalion, 9th Marines. Why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are.
1: Uh, my name is uh, Patrick Muggy. I go by Mugs. Um, I've been friends with uh, Hatch here for going on a decade now. Um, I served eight years in the Marine Corps. Years, so- What's that? It,
0: it's, it's almost like 13 years. Is it really? Yeah. 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 2009, 2007, 2008. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's almost 21, 21, dude. Like, <laughs> it's, been, it's been 10 years since I've been out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Um, so I served uh, in the Marine Corps infantry from 2003 to 2000 to January, 2011. Um, went all over the world multiple times and, uh, Jeff, uh, been there, done that, got the t-shirt, and so, uh, you have have it. Like,
0: it. <laughs> you were so so so. You and I were in Iraq together, and that was that was your second, right? Because you third. were third. Okay, so and then then where were you, where were you before?
1: Uh, in two thousand and four, I deployed to Iraq the first time with Second Time Second Marines. Um, in two thousand and six, I deployed with Second Reconnaissance Battalion. Uh, back to Iraq uh, the second time. In 2008, uh, me and Hatch went to Iraq uh, my third time, his first, second. Sorry. His second time. And in 2010, I went on a Mew, uh, which is a Marine Corps boat ride with the Navy. Oh, yeah, that's uh, you that went to, you went to Haiti, right? We went to Haiti, we went to Africa. In Africa, we went to uh, Djibouti, Sierra Leone, and Liberia.
0: I bet you went Djibouti.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, So yeah, I've got a, uh, I've got, I've got quite, quite the interesting uh, military story. A um, lot of fun. Couple of regrets, but nothing I would change.
0: Right. <laughs> well, I mean, like you, you say, interesting, and 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 it is. It's it's you know more than a lot, but it's. It's kind of average for for the rest of us, like for, for, for us, like it's it's, you know, it's it's uh you know, a, a, you know, good, solid. Average, yeah. At least infantry, you know, to, yeah,
1: yeah, if you if you served in the infantry, even if you didn't have a, a an infantry MLS, even but if you were attached mm-hmm. to an infantry unit uh, during those four years, on average you were going to get two deployments.
0: Yeah, like they, they were going up and back like they they weren't messing no time. Like some of them didn't even get decompression. Like it was the, the second you got in, you know, like you had like a couple of days and then you were back on a workup or
1: some shit. Yeah. Like I had a couple of guys that I I went to boot camp with that did the almost exam, the same amount of time as I did. I think one guy did 10 years, um but within that 10 years, he did seven deployments. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So
0: and a lot I mean, of them like this. i remember i remember guys that were that were younger than me like you, you're saying 2004 like i you know i was i was in college i was at a high school in 2004 but like mm-hmm. i remember i had a guy who i think he he ended up forging his his uh his signature or whatever he was 16 or 17 and he mm-hmm. had already had one like he, by the time he was 18 or 19 this was like his it was his third workup mm-hmm. so like, they didn't even think even care. yeah yeah sure. right, so uh, let's let's talk about issues as far as, you know, the, okay. um, so you're, you're not, uh, you're not a medical cannabis patient. You never, but you don't have a, you don't have an issue. Like there, you, it's not that you're against. No, it, it's no, just no, no.
1: A, yeah. I think, uh, I, I think, uh, medical cannabis, uh, if you can find the right strain with the right doctor, uh, to treat the right symptoms, um, I'm a huge proponent of it. Um, and you know, without getting into the, the political aspect of it, I'm well. a smoke spot. Yeah. You
0: know,
1: that's, that's, it's not my business. Um, but, uh, I have done, uh, I did edibles for about six months while I was out here. Um, it was, it was a little difficult to find the right strain What's because, well, because when, when, uh, the guy I was talking to was, he was not a doctor. Um, yeah. he was, uh, you know, he was a, uh, a, a cannabis employee. And basically what he I said was, yeah. Um, basically what I told him, I was like, look, you know, I've, I've always had trouble sleeping since I was 20 years old. So right after my first appointment, yeah. um, he goes, okay, let's, let's try this strain. How much do you weigh? And he did it based off of mm-hmm. my weight.
0: Yeah. The, you know, it's, it's going to be like, Few milligrams, you know, per yeah. pound divided. You know, there's a take a percentage. Yeah.
1: So I, I ended up doing like a, a 300 milligram uh, edible. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. right before bed, and like, it was what, a. It was
0: a small. Was it like was it like a tootsie roll size? Was it? No, no, no
1: it was a it was a rice krispie treat. Okay. Rice krispie treat was about this big. You know, size of a rice krispie treat. Right. Um, Cosmic. I did that for a few weeks, and. It, it helped calm me down, but it did not help my sleep because I wanted to stay up and play video games.
0: Yeah. So
1: I wanted to stay up and play video games. Um, so we, we switched back and forth between a few strains. Um, I spoke to a couple of other guys. Um, they they suggested increasing the, the dosage and uh, the delivery system. I... Yeah. I, I personally don't like to smoke just
0: because that it I have weak lungs. Whatever I, fucking cookie flavor goddamn vape thing you have over there, you fucking <laughs> hipster hypocrite so <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, no, I mean that that makes sense. Um, and it, it's weird that he suggested edibles for sleep because the one like and the one thing that, that gets people a lot, especially nobody that's ever tried it before, um, edibles edibles are insanely strong because people end up. You know, they eat one and like, oh, it doesn't work because you're eating and, and people don't realize. All right, well, you know, this yeah. has to work it through my system. It's got to, you know, be broken down and then dissipate to the blood. Mm-hmm. It takes about thirty to forty-five minutes for everything. So somebody eats something like, oh, and fucking worse, so they eat a bunch of them and they go to a concert and you know, yeah. then their eyes fall out of their fucking asshole. Um, <laughs> yeah, I it, it takes a while. It's like weird for sleep. Like it's. That, well, that, he,
1: you know. he told me to time it. He said right after dinner, so in between seven and eight, because I like to go to bed in between nine and ten, because you're fucking so. Well yeah. (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) I I I legitimately think he was stoned. Just trying to
0: make commission. Probably, yeah. Like well well it's weird because they they don't like here at Florida because Florida fucking garbage um it's not like that but everywhere else it's 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 tit based and stuff like that like it's not a not a fucking lexus he's not making like a percentage off of a rice crispy treat he just, he just you know a lot of, and that's that's the one thing that i've noticed in in even here as shitty as it is in the in the industry as far as the butt tenders and shit um like they're they're genuine like a lot of them so like James, he really he really wanted to find something that worked for you that that helped you know they helped you out he was probably a little stuff yeah he definitely you know. he definitely
1: wanted to help but he really pushed me towards edibles just because i couldn't really smoke and that's and- yeah, that's,
0: that's a lot of things like uh, that's the one thing and that's why you know it's the most versatile thing in the world not even just that but it's one of the most versatile things in the world is because you know if you if, because uh a birdie like my, my well ex now um uh, she's got crazy asthma so we mm-hmm. get her the, the tinctures and it, it you know it works but she you know she wasn't had a you know had that kind of you know stigma of, of drug use and you know bad yeah. families and stuff like that so she had an image so it took four or five years of me convincing her um and but she you know she's worked in the industry too and and it it really really works like she you know she won't vape and she won't do all any of the other stuff but you know it's so as as far as a legitimate actual you know medicine that you know, that's that's the thing like it, it can mm-hmm. because it can be broken down into an oil you can put it in absolutely everything. Well, now they've, they've got powder, they've broken it down into a powder and they're continuing. I think we just found another two or three cannabinoids over the last couple of months. So it's, it's, it's crazy versatile. So yeah, like that would have, it, it makes sense that he'd push that because, you know, the not smoking and the different things like that. And because you're probably a little on the fence about it anyway, just, you know, the subject matter, but that's, that's probably why. It's, it's I'm,
1: because, I'm, I, I, I want to be a hundred percent clear. Uh, I'm definitely not on the fence about it. I think if if you want to smoke pot, by all means. I you know, I'm think I'm not saying
0: that it's just it's because 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 of you know, the status of it and what it was is you being I wouldn't say straight laced, but as far as like, you know, ordinances and, and laws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not not like a, a personal choice or, or you have any yeah. Like, you're like oh it's, it's bad or no it's just because of the fact that at that time it you know it's, it's still federally illegal and stuff like that and yeah. you are so yeah that's that's what it is on the fence is like oh you know i don't want to know you know like i don't want to be, you smell like weed or or anything like that so it, it's easy to tell that like you're not against it but because yeah. of the the legality and you know the, the the issues on that level you you know because you're a tool
1: <laughs> yeah yeah um the other thing is um when I do fall asleep, I am out, out, out. Can you right? dream? And yeah, uh, yeah well, it's, it's not it's 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 hard to recall. Yeah. And, you know, having this many kids in the house, I definitely. Yeah, I definitely don't need to be sleeping that that hard. <laughs> especially if I have to get up in the middle of the night. Mm hmm. So. That's,
0: yeah, that's the one thing that that yeah, kind of the downfall of, of it for a lot of people who just who are doing it, you know, for maybe not necessarily a, a major medical issue or you know just sleep or appetite you know, and stuff like that. It, it is very difficult. But now that they've you know, especially that it's it's going far more globally and they're spending mm-hmm. a lot more money. You know, like when something you know just bare bones by itself, nothing like literally, you just you know you take a dead plant and you you, you set it on fire. When that makes seventy billion dollars. You know, then you kinda want to figure out how you can optimize that and you know, disperse it amongst as many mediums, among as many demographics as humanly possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. so it's one of those things like it's it's even it's even more than you know, cell phone technology and, and you know the tablet stuff like that. Like instead of you know updating every six to eight months or a year, oh you got a new thing new generation, it's every couple of weeks. Like somebody is finding something new to either do with right. it or about it, or you know, I mean like hemp for Christ's sake replaces like five hundred to a thousand different fuels and and you know uh, sources of, of of energy for you know the textile manufacturing. You can take hemp and replace absolutely everything you know in textile and manufacturing from mm-hmm. the actual products you use to the the fuels that you you put in the machines that make the products. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's constant. So like it's it's one of those things that um it's definitely trial and error. But yeah, if you're not used to it it's going to hit you really hard and it's going to be something difficult to to adjust to life-wise.
1: Yeah. Um, But it definitely, I mean, I figured, I think if I had found the right strain in the right dose, um, I definitely think it would have, it would have helped because I, I, it definitely helped with my sleep, you know, um, but, you know, wanting to stay up until 1130 playing video games is, I can't
0: do that. <laughs> well, yeah. See, the the a lot of that it probably was was you know because it takes for an edible it takes a little while to kick in. You were probably kind of anticipating it a little bit and yeah. had it in your mindset. So for something like that, you know, like you may want to try a more either like like tincture based or capsule because mm-hmm. then like because I remember we had we had this one place um we did all the capsules and you know they came in uh one 0. 0.5, 0. 0.2, you know point 0. Mm-hmm. zero one with terps without terps things like that specifically so that you know. If you needed it and you but you didn't want too much like you didn't want couch lock or you know you didn't you know want to get you know crazy stupid high you wanted to work you could take it's like micro dosing basically before mm-hmm. is a big thing um so like even that like that is probably going to be a better idea simply because it's a lot easier doses to control because you can't really like you know divide up a rice crispy and figure that you've got like milligrams right. here, so you cut this up that you know that's that's because it's you know that's just not how that works so it's it would be a lot easier probably for something like a capsule for you to take like you know a light indicate heavy hybrid at like a point you know two point something like two like point two five and probably like one or two right before you go to bed and probably put you out for a little bit but still you know not not so sedated enough that yeah. you, you can't function. So
1: um but right, let's the uh, us asking about yeah. what my what my actual diagnosis was. My actual diagnosis is a high level of PTSD stemming from the military, um, with a pretty heavy dose of paranoia—not like schizophrenic levels, mm-hmm. but high anxiety. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's
0: there's definitely someone behind that door. I yeah. definitely need to get up and check that window again. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's that it's that kind of the feel of impending doom. Like at any moment, somebody's just gonna fucking kick down the door and flip your world upside down
1: yes yeah. yes which doesn't help with my ocd <laughs> it okay, just yeah, doesn't I imagine yeah no it, it definitely doesn't um so you know and and all of that stems from my time uh being overseas with the marine corps um like i said i've got i've, I've got almost no regrets i would change nothing uh it it turned me into who i am today um
0: that's what i have to blame
1: yeah, you know? yeah, you know, I, uh, I don't know. I really enjoyed my time at the Marine
0: Corps. You know? I mean, I, like, I, most of us, like, we've got all that that same feeling. I know you're a little more motard than most of us, but like, I, I'm the same way. Like, as as, as shitty, as things were when I when I left it, you know, we, we kind of left it on bad terms. Um, but I I wouldn't either. Like, I would I'd take all of the the same shit just because you know I would I would take all of the all of the good and you know I I got to see and experience things that you know, most people will never, you know, I get mm-hmm. to see the, the, some of the more beautiful places in the world, some of the more uglier places. And, and it really kind of gives you a perspective when you come back, when you see the shittiest parts of humanity or you see the worst of humanity and come back, it, it does at least make you a little more appreciative of, you know, the sunrises and yeah. you know, having, a, having a family and, and, and stuff like that. And that's the, the problem with that is because I was actually, I think um, Weinberger posted something about. <laughs> Um, you know uh, you come back and and it's it's soft like and it's it's just ridiculous and and I was talking with him and and Ramey on the thing I was like it's what happens it's what happens when you do your job you know you do your job well over over the generations of of what we do you you're going to develop you know when when you spend your entire life and you you've got an entire generation and generations of 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 people devoting their lives to making sure that you don't know strife and hardship and struggle mm-hmm. you're gonna raise you know, children who have never known strength and hardship and they're going to be soft. So it's, it's the double edged sort of, of, of service and stuff like that. And it I think it also kind of it divides us from them as well, because we we're kind of like you have no fucking clue. You know, like you should be thankful. Like, it, like really, like your Internet is out. It's really, you know, like, your back hurts because you've been standing at the counter all day. Shut the fuck up.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah but your, we, your you know, Starbucks like, order got fucked up. So exactly. you're being depressed
0: You're like, oh, she called you Joffrey instead of like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: like, come on. Grow up a little bit.
0: So, would you um, would you say like would you say that a lot of it is is specifically just you know like 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 in country or the kind of general lifestyle of <laughs> at least at least the like the general lifestyle you know back in the rears is, is, is a little traumatizing as well. Um. Yeah. Definitely. I mean.
1: Okay. So. Uh, clearly, a lot. I would say ninety percent of my PTSD came from you know stuff that I saw, you know still mentally as a child because, you know, yeah, you were young. Ma- males, you know, males and I hate to genderize and, you know, uh, piss anybody off or assume someone's identity. Biologically speaking are not done growing until they're 25, 26, 27, 28 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, my very first employment, I was 18. You know, I was, I was eight months out of, well, I, If I hadn't graduated earlier, I was eight months out of high school and I went overseas and I went overseas during the parts of the war that that
0: was the initial push. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it was, you know, that was that's where I would say most of my PTSD comes from is my first two deployments. Um, But. You're right, you know, being in the military. In and of itself, uh, can be kind of kind of traumatic, and it can. But that trauma can be, it can be useful. It if, can if, if, it. if you can if you can harness it. If you can, you know if, you know, if if you take a kid, you know, straight out of school, who's like you said, never known strife, never known struggle, never never missed a meal because mm-hmm. mommy and daddy both had good jobs, and you know there was no issues going on at home. You can turn that kid into a hardcore, you know, person who can take struggle and appreciate the value. exactly. Appreciates how he grew up. Because not only is he going to be forced to do stuff that he doesn't like and push to his limit and everything else, he's gonna meet people that didn't grow up with the lights on twenty four seven, that may have slept out on the street more than once because there was issues at home.
0: Right there, they have no he have, and, yeah. You know.
1: He may have grown up with mommy and daddy doing hardcore drugs in front of him and his baby sister. You know, uh, that can be traumatic. I think it can also be extremely useful.
0: Well, now, in in the sense of like you know, point A to point B purpose. But after that's done, that that using then you know, unless unless you have a support system or unless you have you know the will like it, it it does tend to just destroy you know once once you're out like i know because a lot of us are like well what the fuck, you know all these life skills and all this shit, and it's the only thing i know right now and you know all i know is because you know, it's 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 very difficult to you know unless you get lucky or unless you you stick in with some sort of it like you know, like gunny white's doing the, the the private security and shit like that like he's doing all mm-hmm. that organizing and stuff which is which is great but he would be the type of person that without that like he you know he'd end up being jayville ninja Yes. <laughs> We've actually had that
1: discussion. <laughs> if, if, he doesn't, if, if he doesn't have that, you know, like a lot of us, if he doesn't have that he goal
0: on his chest, like
1: he's he not. can't he can't I mean my I mean, it's the same thing with my dad. My dad is seventy five years old. No. Sixty five years old. Um he's getting he's getting forced into retirement from his third career, not third job, third okay. career. You know, he he retired from the airlines uh, a few years back, uh, and in 1997 he retired after 26 years in the Marine Corps. Hmm. So, you know, he's getting forced into retirement now because he can't sit back and enjoy retirement. Yeah. So.
0: So, what do you think um, as far as like your opinion on the VA? Like, I know, I know, for me personally, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Well, you know, we got, we got to... We got Tell to, you what,
1: no, but you know what? I actually, I have an answer that, that is actually going to surprise you.
0: Okay.
1: Okay? Mm-hmm. The VA is a federally mandated, privately funded, mm-hmm. unorganized, understaffed entity mm-hmm. that for 20 years was not used properly. And then... 250,000 of us, me and yous, get out, and we're told, go to the VA. Now, all of these issues that the VA has had for decades, decades, this shit did not happen overnight. Now all of those problems are under the microscope because guys like you and I have a phone or a camera and a microphone or access to Facebook and we can get on and we can send a video or a text or an email to our governor. Mm-hmm. The VA has always been fucked up. Oh yeah. Now, the biggest issue is they're understaffed and underfunded. And you've got a million guys, just well, 250,000 of us that are trying to get the help that we need and want and we can't simply because it's understaffed. It's understaffed. It's underfunded. And that is not this is the big thing I really want to clear up. This is not those hospital workers, those nurses or the VA's doctor's fault. It's not there's you know, it's as a whole, the VA was failed from the top down. It's not because that nurse didn't want to give you three milligrams of Demerol or whatever some idiot coming off, coming in off the street looking for his next fix, and then he doesn't get it, so he gets online, gets pissed off, and says, screw the VA. It's like, no, nah, yeah. let's look at this a little bit longer. Um, I, I have a lot of respect for the VA, but I know that there are a lot, a lot of issues that need to be fixed, but it has nothing to do with the
0: VA hospital. It has no, everything to do with it. And and that's that's the problem with it though. Like it's it's when the government says, "All right, this is what you have to do, and this is what needs to be. This is what is expected of you." But we're not going to hire anybody, and we're not going to like you know create a system for 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 you know economic stability within the business. No, like this is what you have to do. Here, go do it by yourself. But you have to do it. it, it it's all fallen told. Like it's the same thing. Like it's mm-hmm. it, you know it's and and I agree. Like it's it's one of those things. I was actually I was talking to somebody about this before. Um, cause you know, the, the, um, the federal government and the, the military opened up CBD use for, um, active mm-hmm. service members. So they've got that. And this it, is a concept that kind of, that, that kind of like hit me and, and, you know, why nobody thinks about it before is like, I was talking about the, the versatility of, of hemp and cannabis. Like imagine if not, you know, not for, for active service members, obviously, but for the VA, because there are so many vets that I talk to that are like, you know, I, I'm really worried about, you know, if my, my VA doctor finds out that I've got my med card or, you know, like, mm-hmm. all this yep. stuff back and forth about it. Can you imagine if the VA said, all right, you know, like we're, we're, we're autonomous and we're voluntary. So fuck you guys, we are going to start to, at each of our facilities with all of our, you know, with, with patient volunteering, you know, help and support like a collective or a cooperative, like they do everywhere else. It's the fucking vertical integration. Sorry. Um, um, Started growing hemp and cannabis. All right. So think about this. You've got the, just think of it on a, on a financial level. So you start, and you you the first year, and you've got your all your facilities up and growing, and you start producing medication. Right. Not only would, would it be you know uh, the, the the health benefits and everything like that 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 it, that it supplies, but the financial benefits. The VA would never have to, to to contract out again for another pharmaceutical company. They would never have to spend another dollar on pills or anything else like that because all it's all encompassing, and they could do all of that stuff. You know, you know, you need to retrofit a normal hospital lab or or you know a pharmaceutical facility. To, to redo it. I mean, for fuck's sake, I can make everybody's medicine for an entire goddamn state out of a, a an old shed in a plastic bucket with an electric heater. like I've done it before. Um, it's It's not difficult. So like there's that. So that's millions of dollars a year on on prescription and pharmaceutical contracts out the window that they don't need anymore. Then not only do the fact that hempcrete lasts five hundred years longer than concrete, it's half as heavy and twice as durable and that's biomatter like once the plant is harvested and you make the life-saving cancer-curing medicine off of it you then take the schmutz of it and make you know buildings that will last for thousands of years you know and the the, the fuel the heat source the you know the, the hemp the, the textile so you've got fabrics you've got ropes. so not only do you have things that you need but you also have things that you need to function to make the things that you need out of mm-hmm. one solid plant that takes you know anywhere from unless you auto flower cuz people are lazy you know it takes a month and a half two months to to you know do this this plant harvest it quickly so you've got your medications that save you millions and billions of dollars over over the years on on prescription right right, right, right. You've got, you know like you can build new housing facilities for the homeless veterans you can build new uh, uniforms new clothing you know the, the the wounded warrior projects the you know the, the the foundations for the the children of you know the vets of dying countries and stuff mm-hmm. like that like, like one thing could not only just and then it would you would solve the opioid crisis running rampant through, you know, veterans and, and the military. I don't want to. I don't want to put my tinfoil hat on, but
1: <laughs> I have my own feeling. I have my own feelings on the opioid crisis. Oh, and
0: it, was, it was manufactured, but I think it was it was manufactured. That they got out of control.
1: I I think it was a couple of guys at the very very top that were very very greedy. Oh yeah.
0: Well, that's the way it is. Like if you if you look at because a lot of people don't realize this, and a lot of people don't know this because because the government's sneaky. Um, in Florida. Uh Rick Scott, the, the the former governor Moby, um, who wrote the who wrote and designed the um the unemployment system for, for Florida, the, the online, the UI, it's that, nationally a joke. Also, because initially in 2012, we had a vote. And it went no 2014, we had a vote and to put amendment to in the in the books. And we lost fifty-seven to forty-three. We had 57% for yes, and it was 43% no, and it still didn't pass because democracy is 60-40. Um, but it was because it was close, and he he shot it down. and He spent the next two years rewriting the amendment because 90% of his constituency is is pharmaceutical based, like that's where a lot of his his background comes from. And Florida having a very high demographic of octogenarian residents is sustained between tourism and the pharmaceutical industry. I mean, like outside. Uh, you know, a, a mile out from my house, there's a strip of doctor's offices and, you know, pharmacies. And there's three, three management clinics. Exactly. Three so management what happens in yep. everywhere else is because there's collectives and cooperatives. And that is a group of patients get together with a group of growers, then get together with a business owner and they form a business. And then like when I was when I was working in Washington, I got my recommendation. They were like, make a copy and and put it in the grow room where you work. And that adds an extra 12 plants to that, to that growth. So like you've got 10 people, they put their recs up, you know, you, you've got a couple hundred plants over the week that you were legally allowed to produce. And that then becomes, you know, your, your revenue service. And that's how you sustain your business. Yep. And that's how you support the patients in the community, collectors and cooperatives. Florida's got vertical integration, which means everything that you sell, you have to do in-house by yourself. So you have to to, to propagate it, cultivate it, harvest it, process it. You have to pay for all the labs. You have to pay for everything to get tested. You have to do all the extractions in-house, all the labeling, all the packaging. If you want to change your labels, you have to refile and completely go through the whole process. Like If you want to change one letter from a black letter to a green letter, you have to pay the fees and go through the whole process, and it could still possibly get denied. To open up a business, it's about $70,000 right off the bat, non-refundable. Then it goes through a process. You have to pay a few more things, and then it goes through... you 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 get the opportunity at a chance to maybe get put into a list to get reviewed to look at to then possibly get a shot at maybe still being denied for your license a hundred and some thousand dollars later you got four governing bodies agricultural industrial medical and and health and safety food service that Mm -hmm. are are over you know the 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 zoning bodies over your, your your facility which means your facility has to adhere to agricultural industrial medical and food service Zoning laws—that doesn't fucking happen. Like the facility I was at uh, is, you know, like two miles from the house. Um, the city of the, the city that I'm in has a moratorium, so it's like a dry county. So like I'm sitting there growing and producing weed all day in a city that it is illegal to have. And the county right next to me, like Orange County, has got it, but the county right next to me is 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 got it as well. So like they've got a moratorium on it. So even after you go through the entire process even after you go right. through all of that and you 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 get your, there's still you know, a your really
1: license. good chance of you getting denied
0: exactly so there's and it's funny because you see all this stuff all the time you're like oh yeah well you know the the, the best one in the state or this this one's got the best da, da, da. and i was like you realize that there are there are 14 14 businesses in the state of Florida currently operating with with medical uh, licenses so so it's it's one of those things where like and you know and it's it's, created, it's purposefully designed to drive a wedge between the patients and and the industry and right th- i mean that's that's you know that's the heart of it the heart of the whole the whole industry the whole movement is the connection between the people who need help and the people who have the resources to help um but here like and i talked to a lot of when i first started working because i had a, a few few of the guys that i worked with i was like hey you want to come out to florida it's, it's new grounds you know you can come out here open up a thing you need to you know either either a consortium which is what i worked for which is it sounds you know it's as evil as it sounds um it's just it does a, sound like, evil, it's that, of, it's that with, sounds it's evil. The like that's <laughs> the company that I worked for was, was cause they put fucking Canada in front of everything, but it was a consortium. It was a it was a, a random, you know, an unknown scattered group of people. We had people, you know, in Canada, we had people in, in Venezuela, we had people, you know, over in Europe, people in, in like Texas and shit like that, you know, who, and, and the, the the problem with it is it's not a, it's not a company designed or created to do one purpose. It is, it is a, it is a placeholder where, you know, investors are constantly being circ- you know cycled out. Like one guy is like, oh, no, fuck this. I'm pulling my money out and leaves. So you've got other investors come in. Like so we constant investors like walking through and shit like that. So mm-hmm. the problem with that is like if corporations are bad because, you know, at, at the ground level you have no real control, like consortiums are even worse because at any given time absolutely everything might change. Like I had to sit down for four different consecutive, you know, video meetings where we got a new CEO, we got a new CFO or the CEO was stepping down and his brother, the COO, was taking over or, you know, so it's, it's one of those things where it's, it, it's because they're, they're modeling it. And, and I've had to, I, I chastised this lady in front of a large group of people. Um, They, she said, Oh, well, we need to start modeling, like modeling the whole, the whole business, like the, the, the pharmaceutical industry, because it's so, it's so successful and they've made so much. And I'm like, you you're not right. for the last 60, 70 years, we've been fighting against, pharmaceutical industry because that's exactly what we don't want
1: exactly
0: so the the problem with vertical integration is is that's what it does you need multi-million dollars you need billions of dollars to even open a facility and keep it up and running because you've got constant like every single harvest every single batch that we that you put out has to be tested and there's no like you know year premium subscription to the you know to the, the analytic lab like you you have to pay you know, however much it is each batch each time, so you've got right, right, right. a couple hundred thousand dollars a month just in fees and fines and things like that. And I, because because these these people were ridiculous, I wanted to test something. Um, I took a I took a solid nug I broke it in half, and I put it in two different batch numbers. I got two different results, not off of the same plant, not off of the same harvest. The exact same. at one point, two sides of that plant were touching the same thing, like they grew literally grew together. And and it's it's two it was two different results. Because they're just, you know, they're rubber stamping, they're whitewashing, and they're, you know, they're doing whatever they're doing. Um, so that's the problem with it is, is the fact that it was specifically and purposefully designed to be as frustrating, as contradicting, and as confusing as possible. Like our cards, you get your card, and you have to pay the doctor, and then you have to pay the state, and you can still get denied after your recommendation after you pay everybody. And your card lasts, the physical card lasts for twelve months. Your prescription lasts for seven. <laughs> so yeah. it, so so when your when your prescriptions run out then you then have to pay the state again to renew the prescription or the, the card for some reason that still has you know five months but you then have to pay the doctor another renewal fee but if your doctor's not cool your doctor doesn't put the right because it, it's, it's a prescription so like your your um your, your tinctures you've got you know 300 milligrams a day for four months. So you've got this, you know, this amount yeah. for your, you know, for your, your flower, it's my fucking doctor. I get, I get a new guy, but like, I only have two and a half ounces every three months. Like, do you fucking realize that I could like, I, uh, you know, if I'm not paying attention, I'll smoke an ounce on a couch and fucking, you know, in front of Rick and Morty or some shit like that. You know? So it's like, I, there are a few times this year because I've been sitting on my fat ass for the last seven months. Cause there's nothing to fucking do. Cause the world is trying to kill itself. Um, like I've, I've had to, to wait. Because I'll I'll put an order in and like oh sorry you don't have any flour left I've got you know a couple thousand milligrams of suppository subscription left but you know <laughs> like I, I I can't I can't get to, that should be on the next podcast <laughs> right now I can't, that should I can't definitely that. be on the next I'll, podcast I'll, I'll demonstrate how they how, how it's how it's used um, but so it's it's one of those things like you can get it but you can't or or you know like like you got oh, to, 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 to jump
1: you to jump through you know? got to jump through so many hoops to you know, and that, was, now uh, that is now know, that is something that is scary. At, you know. That is scary similar to the VA. That's what I'm, we'll, that's what I'm saying. We'll will will help you, but here's the ten hoops that you have to jump through that are on fire and you're and covering it you your you're fucked. Go back. Start over yeah. again.
0: Exactly. You know, exactly. that's, that's so that's what I was saying. Like if and and the, the, the vertical integration here is kind of like reverse engineering the um, the collective and cooperative ideals and mindsets, right. and kind of taking what works and seeing how it works. And I was like, all right, well, what can we do to have this, but not work the way, you know, the, the way it's supposed to be, the way it does. And I think that if we do the opposite, if we, if we engineer the VA, which is a voluntary autonomous, you know, organization of, of people that are, you know, that, that adhere to, to government mandate, because I'm sure that, you know, there's tax, because there's tax you know breaks and there is a, a modicum of funding, but it's kind of one of those, like the bare minimum amount that you need to open up a, you know, government funding account. Um, but if, if if that were the case, then then imagine look, within a year, a dozen different issues that we face simply because of funding and lack of uh, support, lack of of, of you know uh, staff and things like that, and mm-hmm. and the fact that you know the more of these prescriptions that you pump into your patients, the you know because my, my father at any given given time like he's had to get off medications because the ones that he was on had not a, a side effect to his body but a side effect to the other medication that he's taking like never in the mm-hmm. world is, anywhere, is anybody gonna say oh man i gotta stop taking that sativa because it's it, you know it's, it's reacting really bad with my indica you know i gotta stop eating these edibles because this thing no like weed has never had a deleterious effect on weed like it's never it's never conflicted in anybody's system and shit like that i mean if you take too much of it yeah you might be a little weird but like never anywhere somebody had to stop doing one thing because No, it was never it was never, exactly it was never, it was never, never
1: dangerous.
0: It was, yeah.
1: yeah, it was never dangerous to I mean don't get in your car if you're too stoned to drive. You mm-hmm. know a so high
0: functioning stoner. High. Boom, boom.
1: You and I, yeah, you, I, you, and I will, you and I will disagree about that until. Oh the yeah, after.
0: because because <laughs> like like not pointing any fingers or anything, but you know it's not like we haven't been fucking shit faced behind the wheel of a car and I parked my goddamn truck in front of the marina, like not in front of the marina, but in front of the water, like a foot away, too. Like I have been, I have been, I have been just like Medusa stoned my entire, yeah. you know, and, and never, never have I been as fucked up as I have on. Shit. I, I like, will, like, like tequila sunrise right at the cave with mugs.
1: <laughs> well, maybe, maybe maybe we'll do another uh, another podcast, a, a drunk one, and we'll, we I might. Touch three stories. years. Three years. Really, yeah. I'm super proud of you, man. I'm I am actively drinking,
0: right <laughs> I <know. right> <laughs> and that's 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 fine, you know. It's you know, <laughs> their own and stuff, but yeah. So um, well, I, you know, I uh I I definitely
1: I definitely calmed down. Um. I don't I don't party out in public anymore.
0: I just don't. That has nothing to do with like, anything other than the fact that you hate people. I do that. That's I don't yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, like what what is what as far as, as far as like you know, what the, the worst things that you see or something that you know that, that that can that could easily be, you know, either resolved or just something that you want, you know, kinda of everybody that they may not be aware of or they may not know um, you know, like people See, uh, you know, something, and they, they they get a bad image, or there's a stereotype of something, you know, as far as as far as people with PTSD, like, like you know, um, we're, we're not angry, we're not pissed off. If anything else, we're we're a little more scared than everybody else, just because.
1: I I you know, just like in every like with everything else that Hollywood has fucked up about the military, uh, the stereotype of, you know, me, um being you know this wife beating uh child beating drunk which is well I mean I am actively drinking right now but
0: um, I mean it's only one out of 3 you know meatloaf said yeah, two out of 3 yeah, mean,
1: yeah 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 uh you know to say that we're all like that you know I my wife was a former marine if somebody accused me of being abusive to her she would there. laugh in their face. they would laugh she would she would laugh in their face and he was like, no, nah, I, I keep him in check pretty well. And she does. Um, and I grew up in a house where, I mean, I love my dad. Um, he, never, he was never abusive to the way that you and I would consider abusive, but by today's standards. You quote, distant. He, yeah, he was definitely, I mean, he was a Marine. My
0: dad didn't say anything, like really didn't open up to me until I graduated boot camp. Like until I got my EGA, he never really talked to me at all
1: no yeah. i mean I, I was never i was never starved i was never beaten yeah. but i mean yeah it there was, was,
0: there was definitely, definitely show emotion yeah absolutely
1: um you know to this to this day my mom definitely feels bad about the way that i was raised i just saw that that's how you raised little boys in the 80s and 90s
0: yeah i mean that's, that's the same like, thing I, like, that's like, like my biological father was only ever there Unless, you know, if he was coaching a sporting event, like if he was a coach in football or baseball, like, yeah, really yeah, the only time yeah. I spent any time with him at all was, you know, when doing the boy stuff. Like, my, my sister had Girl Scouts, so he and I went to Froggers and shit like that. Like, that was yeah. the whole, like, that's, yeah. know, that's why we were raised. Like, it was, it was very split up between, you know, like male and female. Yeah. But
1: no, I, I mean, when, when it comes to stereotypes, you know, not all of us are drunk, abusive assholes who are on the verge of, being homeless or going to jail or you know killing ourselves
0: yeah not um, not crazy like everybody's up to get us no you know, you know, I, mean, I mean i've put a few people in headlocks while i'm sleeping i mean but that's you know it's a dream you can't control that sorry man um,
1: i mean I, I, I definitely i definitely have my issues my big issue is i do i do not like to be scared like someone jump out from behind a corner mm mm-hmm. Or you know, yeah. hiding in my closet, or surprise birthday parties. Like, that's just me personally. See, my voices, my, you my, know, my, loud noises yeah. don't bother me anymore. wounds yeah. don't bother me anymore. They used I, to. I like, yeah,
0: I, I still get that. Not not all, but like I still get that every now and then. Like I know it's but one of them will one of them will go off at a certain sound or angle, yeah. and yeah, it gets. But yeah, no, like I get that. My um, my. Biggest, like the scared, I, I that's because I, I, my whole life like I I love that shit and horror movies and I'll point out people in fucking fun houses. Just, I love that. Um, but mine is mine is the whole like, if something's going on, and and I'm thinking one thing like I make plans because I expect this, but then you know come to find out this has been going on the entire time, and you didn't <clears> want to say anything to me because you thought I was gonna get angry. Like I would be far more angry. Like I'm far more angry to find out that you get something or you didn't. You you know like something happened and I could have. You know addressed it or fixed it or done something about mm-hmm. it but because you assumed that i was going to be angry or pissed off or you know mm-hmm. badly you didn't so then six months later i find out that uh, i'm like where the fuck is this coming from type deal yeah. so That that I, is one of those things like that i get a lot is and i you know, i understand I, I look a certain way i'm large and bald I get tattoos it takes me 30 seconds to grow a beard so you know i, I understand you know, even in the line of Marines, be like, hey, that big crazy looking motherfucker, like it happened twice, fucking twice. Um, you know, so I, I understand, but you know, if I say it a few times, th- that's what I say. So like, it, it shouldn't happen multiple times. And that's the one thing that I find out a lot is is, is the, the the visual assumption or, you know, like people have a certain image in their heads, mm-hmm. so they, they, you know, tiptoe or they avoid. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not, like I'm, I'm a big fucking teddy bear, you know, like. I, I look gruff and you know, I, you know i'm not you know running around and glitter fucking hugging people but you know i'm, I'm not gonna just punch somebody in the yeah. mouth or you know sneezing or i'm not I've definitely i've
1: definitely met i've definitely met people who were way smaller than me and you that were way more angry and way more violent and they never served there was no there was no real i, I won't say there wasn't a reason for them to be that way because i don't know what happened in their past but obviously something made them that way, but they weren't a vet. Yeah. And, you yeah, know, and-
0: Angrier or, you know, like, you know, let more aggressive or, you know, for whatever reason, but yeah, like, I haven't, like it's it's not, it's not us. It's, it's humanity. Like it just it happens. And it's just, yeah. with us, it's one of those, like we've been kind of, we're singled out because, you know, because of, of, of you know, who we are and, and the organization and not everybody does it so that in and of itself, and because like you said, like because movies and things like that have given a a certain and, and it's 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 weird because if you look like you've got movies who you know, these war movies or you see all this stuff and it's while well, they're in, they're amazing and it's awesome and they're you know saving everybody and they're doing everything that it takes and you know, yep. saving Ryan's privates and shit. But then if you look like there aren't any real good movies about vets, Like there are there's no real good
1: There is there is one there's one really good movie that, that you. will show you the other side of coming home. American Sniper will definitely show you the kind of and now it doesn't get because I because I've I've met Kyle and Kyle was a Kyle was a drunk and he was arrogant and he was kind of an asshole. He was never abusive to his wife or his kids. I'll never believe that. Because I just Anyway, like, it, but I, I can understand because it seems like we've, I've, yeah. Yeah, him coming home and having arguments with his wife and him overreacting to weird situations like the dog, okay. like, those, re- that really happened. Yeah. He almost he almost murdered a dog at a birthday party because the kid and the dog were playing and, and Kyle misread the, the situation. And he picked up. He did in the movie. He takes off his belt. In real life, he ran inside and grabbed a shotgun.
0: Yeah, because you know you're never twenty feet away from anything that doesn't, you know.
1: So. Yeah. So, I mean, so I mean, like to me, that was the best representation of a vet coming home and having issues after after deployments.
0: Right. Well, no. What I'm saying is, is like in these, you you see all of these these positive and strong and inspiring Um, characters while they're in service but really that's all you see of a vet is you know is the guy you know trying to murder a dog at a birthday party or you know the homeless dude sitting on like you never you've never seen you know how they they go off and and form fortune 500 companies or you know they they go on to live totally normal white picket lives or volunteer Mm -hmm. or spending the rest of their lives in a volunteer service setting up security forces or digging wells you know Mm -hmm. like all you see is you know, because if, if then if you if you really look five feet to the left of that homeless dude on the corner, you got some dude, who, you know, voluntarily homeless and never did anything. You know, so it's like it has nothing to do with. But that's that's how it's portrayed. And it's the same thing with like PTSD. Yeah. You think about it like if it was addressed when it was initially a thing back, you know, 100 years ago, back then, when it was soldier's heart or battle fatigue or, you know, mm-hmm. even you know, like it's been called so many things over the years. You'd think that somebody would be like, oh, well, maybe this is an issue instead of. You know, 30, 40, 50, 60 years later, you know, somebody's like, oh, well, you know, maybe we should address this because it's not fake. It's not, you know, it's not all like it is all in their head. And that's the problem. And it's, and I think also it's, it's the, because it's from all sides, you know, yeah. the military, you, you, you know, like I've, there, I've got countless scars and, and conditions that I, you know, wrapped up myself and I did it because you were belittled for going to, to BAS. Like you, you, you went yeah. to it's oh, like yeah. a lot of shame, like doesn't matter who, like didn't, doesn't even matter what they're going for. Even if they called you in there because you know you, you need to get a fucking get shot, blood
1: work or you get a shot. Yeah,
0: mad, walking towards there, there's, there's like you know that there's eyes on you, judging you for, mm-hmm. you know, for being some shitbag or. I mean, look at yep. the, 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 myths that they made. The wizard, like I didn't know somebody said, what the fuck is the wizard? It's the shrink, you go and it, he makes you disappear. I still like, call him the wizard. I do too. I still but, call him the exactly. wizard. But I'm saying, like, that's the thing. Like, they 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 mystify and they, they build up all of these, you know, these images and this culture of, you know, but walk it off. Take some water and drink some water and walk it the fuck off. You'd be like, hey, yeah. dude, like, my, my, my leg is sticking out of my ass. I can't fucking walk it off. I don't have any feet. You know, so that's that's the thing yeah. too. And it's, like, you get out. And, like, when I got out, like, I there's still a lot of things that I'm just like, I, I'm not going to, like, I haven't been to the doctor in fucking forever. You know, and it's no. it's you know it, it you know I think now if I really need it well honestly it was about a month ago I had a heart attack I was I was passed on my floor for like thirty minutes um it was my first one I'm proud I I'm proud I made it to thirty four before I had my first heart attack <laughs> um but you know like and my, she was like you know do you need to go to the hospital I'm like I'm I'm alive right nope we're good I'm just gonna go to sleep like you know so it's it's one of those things that I I think you know and it, it's happened a few times like I would have to leave, be be unconscious and someone would have to take me you know, into the hospital before I actually go and say, you know, and, and this is, this is a lot, you know, too, that I'm going to be doing, like, you know, this is probably the first time that I've actually talked about, you know, any of it and, and, you know, all the the stuff that went on and shit, but like, it's one of those things that, yes, I understand, you know, that they can't help us if we don't say something, but we, a lot of times say something with, you know, with our actions, the way we do stuff, instead of sitting down and talking about our problems, you know, like we're going to, be very self-destructive, or you know, yeah. or you know, drive our rice rocket three hundred miles an hour away from pd <laughs> um, It was a bike. It was not a car. It was a bike. I said rice rocket. Um, you, like, you still turn in. I don't like. You're the only person I know who can lead the whole goddamn police force on a high-speed chase and it evade them successfully, and then go turn yourself in. <laughs> I just, I don't, <laughs> Um but yeah so there, there's a there's a whole like culture of you know out of sight out of mind almost or don't ask don't tell type thing be like we know you are, but we don't want to know about it I
1: but, will like, say uh you know there was there's something I wanted to say about uh about trauma in the military um i can I can narrow it down to about five or six things or incidents that fucked me up the most now four of them were overseas and Honestly, I don't have enough alcohol in me to want to talk about those, but there is one. Second
0: season.
1: Yeah. There yeah, second season. Uh there is one I will tell you about. The the thing that screwed me up the most was and this was right before my motorcycle incident. There was uh, I was I was in one nine um I was a young young squad leader I was an NCO for the first time okay. um, yeah the first time uh, I had a young man uh, who was one of my team leaders Um basically that's the lowest mid-level management you can be in the military mm-hmm. so if the squad leader is mid-level management then he's underneath me mm-hmm. um he and I started hanging out we got really really close And uh, he didn't have like a great home life coming home. And I I felt really bad that one time he was not uh, he wasn't going home for Christmas. And I said, well, I'm married. I live out in town. I don't want you sitting in the barracks. And that was my downfall because. Two years later, him and my now ex-wife living in my house my furniture my dogs and my truck Hmm.
0: sounds like a country song
1: i've i've been told that numerous times (laughs) that that it was the beginning of my downfall uh that's what led to to yeah that was what led to a lot of issues in the marine corps that probably could have been solved if i could have just sat down and talked with somebody um but i didn't because that's not how marines act or at least that's how we weren't supposed to so I've got
0: this we weren't supposed to, yeah. That, you know. Yeah,
1: you know, I've got this I've got this guy who basically caused my first divorce. Um, and I mean I'm glad I'm glad that he did. It was it was gonna happen regardless, but you know,
0: for because of who he was and what you
1: because would, of who he was and how how I felt about him, it was it was the most betrayed I'd ever been in my life.
0: Like you literally opened him, you know, yeah.
1: You know, so uh that and i don't think i've ever even told anybody that but that is what led up to the motorcycle incident
0: hmm.
1: because that night i i i got it into my head i was going to do something stupid And See, I that's,
0: yeah that's another thing like i've i've there have been a few times in my life as well where i'm like i'm going i'm going to do something to get in trouble or to do something fucked up like you know it's it's whether it's a cry for help or you know you you know that you'd only be able to stop yourself if you were arrested or dead like the only way that because that's that's how they you know that's how they teach us like you don't stop until you're dead until the mission is Mm -hmm. done or you're dead like that's it you know yeah and you keep going until so like that's it's one of those things like they they drill that and and yeah it keeps you alive and it keeps you up and stuff like that but it it can also very much end that life. like you know unless unless we're told to stop or unless we're physically stopped a lot of us can't and we know that and we rationalize it but still we can't it's yep. it, you know it's, it's like muscle memory takes over and and you know what you're doing and you know you're gonna but you're still gonna do it
1: yeah 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 absolutely so that was uh you brought up the motorcycle incident and i was like yes eh, you know what I, I think it, it fits it fits mm-hmm. to bring it up um so i got a question for you yes. um I'm not gonna i'm not gonna bring up too too much of your personal life but uh what is the
0: what's the plan for uh moving come on let's hear. Uh, yeah well you know I, I, I was gonna we were gonna get a place and i, I found a little one but I, I did some research on it and it's absolute garbage um so we have to wait but like right now um there really isn't one i mean basically what i told her is you know i'm i'm, I'm leaving florida like i fucking hate this dick-shaped swamp hole um but you haven't worked, no money. Most places, you know, you you need provable income, and you need you know at least three times the the monthly rent. So we got some. We're finding places. Like I'm looking at a couple. But the the, the tentative short term plan is, you know, we are we're we're not together, but we're roommates. Um, and it, it a lot of it is is because you know she, it's it's because of the you know because of the PTSD. It's because of the, the way that I am like I you know I don't show affection the same way that other people do. Like you just don't mm-hmm. like you know what would you know uh, you know outside observer would think would be you know insulting or abusive but it's, mm-hmm. it's not and like and i'm not physically you know any way like that but i i am she she's had some shitty boyfriends like she can't really get past it and it was it it, it made things worse because she was treating me the same way that that you know mm-hmm. she was treating me as if it was the, like the, the same like a right. Like if I was the dude that you know beat the shit out of her, or that left her right, you know house right, right. like, with no power in the middle of fucking New York in the in the, the winter while he's out, dude. like I, I and that's the exact opposite of, of the type of person I. Especially with you know with the significant other, you know for lack of for, for not sounding you know chauvinistic, but with women, like I was I was you know I ra- was raised by my mother and my sister and shit like that because you know my right. I you know I'm a little more protective th- than than normal, so like it it would just continue to eat at me that she would look at me as as something like that like just right. because i talk with my hands or or i speak loud or i, I you know i don't censor my vulgarities and things like that i you mean know, because it's 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 normal um so it's it that's you know it, it kind of all fell apart and and shit like that but it's,
1: well, it's sorry.
0: um but yeah so it's, it's going to be you know we're going to move into a place and you know kind of play down how many people and, and stuff like that because I'm just gonna save up and and leave, so like we'll move into a, into a new place, and then within a couple of months, you know I'm gonna leave and you know she'll take over the the lease or or, or whatever so that's how that is not but like right you know right now I'm, I'm looking at places um but I don't you know I don't want to get into anything you know too serious because I would like to you know if I'm, if I'm gonna go back to to washington or or Oregon or something like that, like got yeah. job offers there so I you know I'm trying to to balance all of that plus you know everything everybody else is dealing with as well um, yeah. On the on you know on top of the fact that every time I look out my kitchen window there's a fucking for sale sign in my house that I didn't put there and I had no no control over you know um we just yeah. we had to we had to go out for like an hour um Thursday because somebody wanted to see the house so like we had to you know do all this so in the middle of all of that and everything else then my wife decides to end our marriage because you know it's I'm, you know we've been stuck in the house and she's she's got to get out and like come on you yeah. know. But it is what it is. So right now, there's, there's not like a, a you know a big plan, but it's, it's open. It's, kind of, it's a little free. It's how I it used to be. Like I, you know, I, I bounced around for for so many years after I got out. Um, you know, like I still have shit packed up from when I packed up from when I left North Carolina, just because yeah. I moved. Like when I when I lived in Washington, it was the same thing as like in the, like at the barracks when I lived in Washington. I lived in eight different cities in like six different houses over yeah. five six years. Like I, I, I moved, and that was that was the the thing that that was the most. It was it I. Because of, of you know the my my outlook on things and my aggressive nature or or the fact that you know that I, that I talk loud and I, I don't really I don't I don't get you know the the whole human necessity for social interaction. I mean I've, I've got I've got you know antisocial personality disorder and 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 Aspergers, so I don't I don't know, Like I, I see and I understand and I can do it. I just don't see the point, and I, I'd never right. felt the the need. For all of that, and I, I you know, over the years, I've, I've learned that the longer somebody spends time with me, the more abrasive I can become, or, or the less, you know, just because of, of whatever reason. So I, I began to just. I think I think that's why you and I were
1: so close because I because I could read through that pretty easily.
0: Thing, like the only people I really have, you know, any, any lasting contact with are you know guys from the unit, stuff that we're in. Yeah. Because of the fact that they realize that's not. On purpose. That's it's just the way it is. Yeah. So it was, it was like no, I, I, mean, I, just, I would just, you know, the, the second I started to get comfortable anywhere, or the second you know things started to become routine, i had to have to pack up and leave. Like I I couldn't. And it's I, it's been happening a lot lately here because I mean this is the longest I've stayed in any one place in twenty years. Like I, yeah. you know, I graduated I graduated high school early and I moved out when I was seventeen and and yeah. got you know, got an apartment and then you know a year and a half later I joined up. So it was, it's, it's one of those things like I've been here for almost six years and I was getting antsy like I and and with everything that's going on with with the industry and uh, and, and Florida and, and the fact that just every fucking there's something new, you know, there's some new bullshit. Somebody did something or something like I mean, it's just I, I hate this fucking place. And it was it, it was a little bit of the fact that, you know, like I left Florida 10 some 15 years ago to, to get away from here and had to come back. And, you know, I initially I came back because. My mother said that you know my dad didn't have much longer, but that was six years ago. and He's still alive, you know. Thank whoever. That's cool. But you know, was, I was, you know, like, then I got stuck. But I got a DUI, and then I had to go through all that court bullshit. And then I, you know, got engaged and all that. So I got. Have you, you thought about leaving the states? I am the states. I would I'd love to go to Canada, or you know, probably. But the thing about that now is, with everything going on, to be an American and to go someplace that they really don't want us. There's a there's a few places that still like us. Oh, yeah. Um, there's I would a few places. Just because of the fact that, you know, like, I have now gotten very involved in, in the industry, not just the business side, but, you know, a little more of the legislation. I'm talking to more people and I'm, I'm yeah. organizing things and I'm, the, the conferences and the seminars and all that shit, giving lectures and things. So I'm a little more involved. So I would kind of like to stay here for at least another two years to – do what I can as, as far as, you know, Yeah, um, Florida's a lost fucking cause. The, the only way, the only thing, like the way everything's written now, it's it's going to take so long. I mean, they had to sneak edibles in, like that's what is in, in the, in the, the newspaper article. Mm-hmm. They they snuck in, you know, uh, the edible to the amendment because it took two years before we even got flour. Like the first two years of, of the medical cannabis in Florida, you couldn't smoke flour. It, it all had to be extractions and, and and even not not even like the the, the dabs the shadow like the shatter and shit like that. It was it was capsules and, and vaping and stuff like that, you know. So it yeah. took two years before we even got flour and it took another two two years before we got edibles, and that had to be snuck in like behind the governor's back, you know. So Florida's not gonna change until the Fed decriminalizes the whole thing. So Florida's a lost cause. But I would like to stay here a little longer, you know, at least to to kind of you know, cash in on some of the momentum that I've been building up career wise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So like I, that's always been a, like I, even before I joined the military, like I, I had a, a plan in the back of my head, you know, to reach expat status. Like I always thought that was cool. Like I always like those guys, you know, you, the that white guy on the, on the beach in, in, you know, Venezuela or that, yep. you know, the, 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 you know, that Wilo sitting on the mountain in fucking Japan. Like I've always wanted to to do that. So that's always been in the back of my mind. And I think I did put a lot, a lot of that on hold because I had a family. Um, but yeah, like that's, a, that's definitely now, but, you know, I've got no fucking money, and I've got no job, and everything kind of fell out, you know, from under my ass, quickly. Yeah. So I've got to, you know, like, um, and in one of those things, like, I, I when all that happened, it was in because of like the the depression and shit like that. Like, when when that happened, I was like, you know what, I, I, I can't do. I, it's too much. I I'm just gonna you know, put all this stuff on hold, and I had to tell myself I had to like, to to you know, grab myself, like, yoke myself up, and be like, look, everything's fucked. I understand. Don't, cause I've done it a few times. Like I, I got out of the industry cause I needed a job. Like I just, I yeah. needed something and you know, the, the the voice in the back of my head yelling at me, you know, to, to just shut the fuck up and and, and do your job or whatever. Like don't reach for nothing. Just, you know, support that they kind of took over. And I, when I got out and it was going to happen again with everything. And I'm like, you know, you know what? No, like I'll, I'll suffer a little bit, you know, I'll, I'll put up with some, with some shit, but I've, I've got a chance and opportunity and it's the only thing I want to do. Like it really, I'm, I'm good at it. I've got a, I've, I've got a, you know, a decent amount of experience. I've seen a lot of interesting things. You know, between my my culinary degree and the military service, and you know, the years in retail and, and the years in the dispensaries and stuff like that, and the different places that I've I've worked and I've learned. You know, I, I have a lot more to offer than than most, and I'm not going to spend the rest of my life as you know fucking assistant manager at a goddamn candy store. Right. But, you know, but so it's I, I you know. It, it did it, it took a lot to to kind of overcome that. and there were a few times over the last couple of weeks, you know, even with everything going on, I was just like, you know, I just I don't, you know what I don't even it's not gonna work. what's the point? you know, but I, I kind of had to to push myself a little bit um, to to keep going, but that's that's happened a lot and a lot of it is the fact that like i I can I can survive. I'm fine. like I've been through shit. I've been through whatever like I know that I'll be fine physically. you know I'll, I'll be here and it doesn't matter. and it's one of those things like Instead of going after what I want, I'm just adapting and overcome. I just take what, 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 you yeah. know, and, and deal with it and, and make do and I'm fucking tired of making do at this point. Um So, I mean, there's, there's nothing right now, but it's, it's kind of one of those, um you know, like there are houses in this neighborhood that sit up on sale for, you know, m- there's a, there's a house down at the corner that's been pending since February and it was on sale for a month, like six months before that. There's yeah. two out- it's been you know it's been up for for almost a year, so it it's one of those like everybody's saying oh you know it takes forever taking like I understand that but it could also be tomorrow, like I kind of have to you know be a little more on edge because yes right you know patterns show that it could stay here forever. Yeah, a little, but, little more proactive, yeah. Like I, I can't you know I can't wait for for that or I can't you know bank on the fact that okay well I've got like six months I've got a year before no like I've got to act like it's now. Um, yeah so it's it's you know not not anything as as straightforward as a plan but kind of a, a an instinctual heightened awareness like this yeah. is my main goal this could happen this could happen so i'm going to continue to do this but i'm always going to have you know like i'm i'm you know going to continue to to look and watch out for for that um, but i i would love to it's just that i i'm so broke that it's it's funny but it's not funny like it's it's sad funny yeah um gotcha yeah but i mean that's and that's kind of the, the goal with this and the goal with, with you know with everything else that i've been doing is to is to make a name for myself you know in the industry and to, to establish myself not for any you know, modern fame or anything like that like i i want to help you know because of the fact that you know I, i've been through a lot of shit and i don't want other people to have to go through it and because of the fact that i could give a shit less what people think of me and i do talk and i say things and i say things that other people may not necessarily Either want to hear, or you know, think it needs to be said, or people right. don't think because you know they, they think that someone's going to judge them. Or think like, I'm I'm a far worse critic to myself than anybody else could possibly fucking do. So I could give a shit less. I mean, like I, uh, I can I can be kind of harsh. You can be harsh, uh, but like I'd I, I, be kind of harsh to you. i, would, you I can, can be, like be a little harsh way. to you. I know you are.
1: Um, <laughs> I think uh, honestly, uh, like this is this is going to sound a little bit off the wall, but after the conversation we've had. You should really
0: look into Mike Tyson's business plan. I've, I've been looking at his um, what is it, the Belushi uh, John John Belushi Jim Belushi opened up mm-hmm. a thing as well. Uh, um, yeah, Tyson's got like a couple hundred acres, a couple thousand acres. He he, he bought. He's yeah. got a lot. Of, well, now you know, and here's the thing.
1: And here's the thing about Tyson. Tyson had a thing. Well, he had star power. You don't have that. Sorry. When, oh. Hey, let me hey let me know when you knock out uh you know Evander Holyfield. I, if he let came me, right
0: now, I'd knock him the fuck out right now. Let any-
1: me let me, me know. know. Let me know, and and we could we could probably find a couple of backers. Yeah, um, he had that star power. He, what he had that a lot of people don't realize is he had a guy like you doing all of the actual legwork for.
0: investing. like I've been going to all these you investors.
1: Know. I'm like I don't have a company, but can you invest in me? Yep. And- oh, so now oh, it, now this hard. is. This is definitely a little off topic. Um but because I'm such a fight fan and well, I mean, who doesn't like good old fashioned violence? Um What do you think about Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones?
0: Um I don't think it's going to be as big as the whole McGregor thing, but I think it's a little gitchy. I mean, it's a little gimmicky. Here's the th- here's, I mean, th- here's Tyson he's, he's he's still on his game. Like the man is still, you know, he's, hands, he but- frightens me.
1: And I fear yeah. no man on this planet. There's a there's a there's a small list about five or six that people. Yeah. There's about five or six people on this planet that I'm actually afraid of, and he's at the top of the list. Yeah. And Roy Jones Jr. knows how to. Dude, dude, he knows how to box in a way that nobody else knows how to box.
0: Think about it, like if you think where he came from, his fame, and how long he's been in he created a certain style of boxing that nobody really realized at the time it was because it was him but if you look at it there are boxers over the last generation or two and you look that are a tyson yep. style so it's it's the same thing with like bruce lee like at the time when he's doing it nobody realizes that it's his own thing but as you then see other people emulate or people begin to to train and you know to, to fashion yep. their styles like that then yeah so that's, that's one of those things where like it kind of subconsciously becomes a, a not a force of nature but a, a universal you know universal truth or universal, you know, consistency, yeah.
1: is, you know, that, that, yeah. Tyson is coming out of retirement, but Roy Jones Jr. just had a fight like 18 months ago. Mm-hmm. He's still fighting over in Russia. Um, um, you know, he's Russian. He's a Russian, Russian citizen. You know that? Yeah. 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 He's a Russian citizen. Uh, I think the the big joke, like two years ago was, uh, oh, the, the kid from Creed, Michael B. Jordan. He, yeah. he was. He, they they talked about it on uh, the Rogan podcast about how uh, Michael B. Jordan was like, "Oh, if I could box anybody, who would you box?" He was like, "Oh, right now, um, Roy Jones Jr." And it's
0: like, "Are you
1: out of your fucking mind?"
0: I mean, you, I mean, you know, maybe it's, it's the age thing. Maybe he, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's a lot of, a lot of those. A lot of the, the younger generation, they think that oh, just,
1: you know, they,
0: they've got something to prove and it's, it's a name. So they're like, oh, well, you know, I'm young. I'm, you know, going to take over. This. Nah, he's still going to whip your ass, sonny. Like, uh,
1: he'd he more than whip your ass, man. He, he just, he might end your acting career. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. You, you may never be able to act ever again.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's, he's on the fence. So, yeah. All right. Like, as far as, as far as all that goes, as far as the, um, like the people getting out, the people um, you know, having things expunged. there are a few uh, there's a, a few like in the military and stuff like that, as far as um, you know, like retroactive after the fact, like anybody who had you know their discharge fucked up or or you know, punishment, like, do you think that the the active military government should get on, you know with the rest of it, or wait? Until like the Fed decriminalizes, and then how do you like? Do you still think because you know we can we can drink and we can get shit faced? You know, like go buy a thirty rack for nine dollars at the you know the annex, and you know all fucking poisoning. But
1: now, uh, I mean, I'm I'm probably the most right leaning friend you have,
0: and no, I and don't Derek, even Derek 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 would 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 gladly cut Trump's balls with his with 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 all his fair enough, right? Like. Fair he, enough. Um yeah, here's, really here's the thing one. about being here's the thing
1: about being in the military. You sign away rights for the ability to put on a uniform. Whether or not you're willing to do that, that's completely up to you. We are not a conscript military, meaning you don't have to you don't have to join. I think once you sign on that dotted line, your ass is government property for however many years you signed up for it. The military is a federally mandated or federally organized oh. arm of the United States government. Mm-hmm. Until it becomes decriminalized, I think you're just kind of stuck with doing what you're told.
0: Right. Well, then what about decriminalizing? How do you think after after that, do you think they should they should just open it up? I right no, think, no, no, no.
1: I, I definitely think uh, if there were, you know, within reason, because you don't want to be reaching back 30, 40, 50 years to, you know, fix Grandpa Jim's DD 214. Um, but if there was some kid who got booted and 18 months later it's now federally decriminalized and the military catches up. Yeah, I think not only should his DD-214 be fixed, I think he should have the ability to re Now, do I think pot should be legal with military members? It depends. It depends. It depends. It depends. It's the same thing because I look at pot the same way I do look at I, as I look at alcohol.
0: You're old, you fucking say, pot. You're so fucking
1: old. <laughs> I'm, like, I, I'm like, two years older than you, barely. Um, I look at I look at weed and you know cannabis and everything else the same way I look at alcohol.
0: Not as lovingly. I done. don't.
1: I don't think there should be uh, a magic number at which alcohol is legal. I do think, if you're going to join the military, that a governing body is going to tell you exactly how to act and what you can and cannot do. And I think that just comes with signing on the dotted line. But to answer your question question directly, yes, I definitely think there could be some retroactive uh, actions to take place. Now, how far back are we going to want to reach, though? 2010 okay what if it's not what well fair enough what if it's 2030 that it it finally becomes federally decriminalized which sounds like a long time but dude that's only nine years away
0: Mm -hmm. um i think i think at that point like with anything else i think that there should be a, a a time limit yes you know statute of limitations on it but i then also think that there should be a few stipulations because because not everything is is the same not everything's done the same so i think that there should be at least a, a you know a, a series of, of case by case absolutely you know I mean? absolutely like, like me like with me i i served four years i got the good cookie i got the deployments i you know i never never had anything you know got you know got as far as i did three months in you know three months before i get out Every, like you guys are in fucking haiti i'm i'm in MedSep. like I'm, I'm medically getting discharged i i already had two hospital scares with with uh with pill overdoses like i i overdosed twice in in two months um and you know you've got you got those those fucking spice boys that that got popped for that shit and they're getting kicked out and and you got the duty walking over and they're all their their furniture's flipped upside down, they're half naked, snorting a fucking mountain of goddamn Percocet. You yep. know, I, I can't sleep. I've got headaches. I didn't want to walk around like what's his nuts with a goddamn ditty bag full of pills sounding like a fucking mariachi band. You know, so I you know, I, I did it. And the only reason is because because those kids got fucking caught. They got caught for 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 you know over you know, snorting and partying on the, the prescription medication, yep. you know, and doing spice that kratom shit. Um and you know, I I, I served my time. I was getting out totally from like that day it was it was uh october 19th i'm it was my last day i was getting out on the 20th uh, less than 24 hours i'd signed out everywhere else everything was cool i did my time but that piece of shit, butter bar giant crane person uh pushed my paperwork through so uh um, what was it behan calls me and like i was i was at was at longhorn steakhouse i was i was at the bar having a drink you know, but I, I, I fucked up. I tripped at the finish line, but I made it. Everything was going to be good. And I, less than 24 hours before I AS, I had to go all the way back through, give up my, you know, take take my uniform back to to um the logistics. You know, take everything back, get all re signed out because he pushed my my honorable through to have an OTH. So like now I like and then, and then I, I, I didn't find out two years later he got stripped of his commission and kicked out. Yeah. And like I, I remember, I, I remember, I, hey, I remember I, talking to you about that. Yeah, I remember like, talking to you about that. I replied um, to the, you know, to the naval review board three or four times, and it's it's been it's been denied every time.
1: Well, you and I will talk offline about that. Um But I, I definitely see your point. So yeah, like, and uh, there, there absolutely should be some sort of retroactive actions that definitely take place. Um,
0: I'm not saying like you know the 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 big shit bags with the the huge problems in and out, but like it was literally three months out of, out of a, you know four and a half four and a half year tour. I'm med sept. I'm out. Like I was waiting to get out, and yeah. I'm not you know right or wrong, but I am saying that you know with everything else, it like I I got fucked on that one. Like I I was not supposed to to, to oth. Like I went through. I was getting you know get the regular, and because. 20 hours before IEAS, he pushes the paperwork through just because he's got a vendetta against me because I made him look like an ass because you're getting people killed. You know, there should be a case by case basis.
1: Absolutely. I 100% agree. 100%. 100%.
0: So yeah. yeah. Um, Like I said, really great talking to you always. You know, I love you. Um, Box of puppies, douche pennants. It uh, it was good to, to get everything out. And, um, you know, I, I I hope that somebody listening, you know, it it, uh, it helped them to to realize, or maybe you made a connection that you know somebody can can talk about you know what's going on, um, even with you know the contrasting views and stuff like that. But really, really great having you on. You're always welcome. Appreciate it. And uh, for everybody else out there, remember, you know, no matter what life throws at you, just think this too shall puff puff pass.